Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Uh, I do. So we, we wrapped up the season. Um, we, we had a really hard-fought game against Benedictine. A uh, couple lead changes back and forth. Um, you know, they're a high-powered offense, a good veteran football team. And, and unfortunately, we came up short, but was, was so proud of our effort and the way we competed. Um, just have shown an incredible amount of progress throughout the year. So wrapped up the year, uh, doing player meetings now, getting ready for, you know, recruiting trips and all those fun things. I got some coaches already on the road. So it's, uh, it's a really fast turnaround. Um, but just excited about what we achieved this year and excited about where we're headed. So very exciting game against Benedictine. Second year in a row, you guys were battling toe-to-toe for them with them for throughout most of the contest. Do you feel like you are just on the cusp of really taking this program to another level right now? It definitely feels that way. It does. We we um, and it's a credit to to my staff. It's a credit to the the players. Uh, you know, and I'll especially point to the seniors who've just fully bought in um, to what we're trying to do here as a program. That's that's maximize the gifts that God gave us, and that's to use those gifts to serve our teammates, right? Every day at practice, every day in meetings, making making the small sacrifices. And when you do that, oh, my gosh, so many amazing things can happen. And so um, we've seen a, a lot of progress, and I'm, I'm excited to continue to move forward with this group. Now, as you look to that contest in particular, what does it give you in terms of momentum heading into next year? Uh, with, with the Benedictine game, I, I think – a lot of yeah. it is our, our team has um, – we've turned the corner in, in one key element, and that's that's believing that we can win. Um, I, I still remember, you know, my, my first experience coaching here was during the COVID spring, right, really odd, like shortened season, all that stuff. And we, we had um, been at halftime against Concordia, Wisconsin, good program, and one of the seniors, we were, we were winning um, – at that time, I think by like a field goal or a score. And one of the seniors came up to me and was like, Coach, like, I can't believe we're winning. I've never been on a winning team. You know, it was like this eye-opening thing that, like, he didn't expect to be in it right now. You know, and, and if he didn't, if he felt confident enough to verbalize that, how many other guys came into this game not sure that we could do it? You know, and so bit by bit, brick by brick, we've been working hard to help the guys understand, like, what they're capable of. And, and so we came up short in some tight games, but, you know, the St. Norbert game, going toe-to-toe with them, you know, I think playing, you know, really competitively against Benedictine, those are two, you know, playoff-caliber football teams. You know, being able to overcome, um, you know, Lakeland in the beginning of the year was a really big moment for us. So these, these little things, these little signs of progress are helping the guys believe, and, and that's, that's exciting. Your players of the game. Uh, we, we have, you know, every week we always talk about the guys that, that help us get there. Um, I'll start with our scout O and scout D. So uh, Benedictine uses a wildcat system. Um, and so we, we have one of our former Qs who plays receiver now, Jesse Kelly, um, kind of assumed that role and did a great job getting the defense prepped and ready. He's an athletic kid, good decision maker, um, really replicated that in, in a good way. Um, the Scout D, Benedictine's defense is very strong, defensive line in particular, had a couple all-conference level players. And um, Jason Fry, a sophomore for us, who just keeps getting better, keeps working. Um, he's, a, he's a day-by-day guy, just grows a little bit each day, and uh, he was giving us fits this week. So 
that helped a lot. Um, I was proud of our pass pro, and it couldn't help happen without guys like Jason and Jaden Smith and these other young guys. Um, and that helped our, our, our offense and defensive guys really step up. The defensive player of the week um, was Ty Castillo. You know, his last college football game went out with a bang, 15 tackles, a sack, just was all over the field. He left everything he had on that field. And Ty should be really proud of his career. I think he finished uh, the conference leading tackler all time. Um, so he should be really, really proud of all things he's done here as a warrior. Uh, offensively, Trey Green was our player of the week. Had just some really big catches and um, did some things again in the blocking game. You know that that, that have made us um, more dynamic as a full offense. Uh, Javi Murillo was was explosive on kick returns. Was proud of him. And then Casey McFadden was the worry of the week. Um, kind of interesting story about him. Had no idea. We had a really unique situation. Uh, a player wasn't able to compete on Saturday, but we didn't know until like game time. So Kaysen was ready to pot, kind of, hey, I got a couple special teams I'm on, and, and I just got to be ready if my name's called. And literally, during warm-ups, like, all right, Kaysen, you're starting today. Let's see what you got. And, man, he, he competed, was really assignment sound, had a bunch of tackles, recovered two fumbles, um, just w was phenomenal. So really proud of the group, the way they competed, and, um, you know, thankful for a good 2022 season. Now, I don't know if you guys have chosen this yet, but do you have your – players of the year that you've chosen for the team um we do i, I can't make that announcement just yet because we don't do our player meeting until later in the year um we did vote on on all conference awards and whatnot as well um and that was that was really cool so that, that'll be released on friday probably right around the time that this is uh is posted and um we had four first team all conference players so like the first time that, that we've had that since 2015 um you know, and we're not a team about like individual accolades, but I, I think like those those things are markers of team success and progress. Um, and so I'm just I'm really thankful for for that for those guys to be able to get some validation for the team to see the work being recognized by their peers um, and other coaches in the league. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. So, well, let's jump into fan questions this week. We'll start with Jerry, who would like to know. With Matt Davis getting a start after not playing for a few games, were you impressed with how well he performed? Matt, made, he stepped up and made some big plays, um, made some key reads, did a nice job in, in some of our, our run game as well. Um, you know, really settled in after a, a few drives um, early on, you know, was getting back into the flow. And then as he started trusting, trusting things that were happening in front of him, he did a nice job for us. And proud of, you know, Matt's a competitor, proud of how he competed. Um, and, and did some great things for the team, and, and just excited for him because I know, I know how hard that was. That situation, you know, you get injured, and a guy comes in to to step up while you're hurt, and he plays really well to the point where, like, you know what, you know, we think he might give us the best chance. That's a hard, that's a hard thing to go through. Um, and Matt took it well. Um, was a good teammate on the sideline. Was given. All the encouragement to Griff and the other QBs as well. And then you know, when his number was called again, he answered and he, he played well. So, yeah, proud of him. Next up is Isaiah, who says, Justin Parves has been such a huge part of this offense over the last few years and really was the dominant running back for you this season. How do you replace somebody like that when your other running backs did not get as much time with the ball? I don't, I don't know if you ever, like, replace a player like Justin and not – not for his ability as a running back. He's obviously a special player, but he's just a great leader. Um, 
he's a great worker. He sets the tone in our off seasons. Um, but I am confident we've, we've had a lot of guys see the work that he put in to get there. And I think that's going to help that group, um, be successful. We, we've got some young running backs. I'm really excited about, um, you know, three, three freshmen that have all gotten better throughout the season that I think can, can step up and, I'm excited to see where that group goes, but you know, my encouragement to those guys will not be to try to be the next Justin, right? It's, it's going to be to use their gifts, and, and we're going to help them, you know, in terms of scheme, all that stuff, to try to play to their strengths. So Justin was an incredibly well-rounded player. I think he finished um, – he finishes like the, the team you – know, the all-time leading rusher in yards per game and all that stuff, you know, most touchdowns in our, in our program's history. He's got a lot of – accolades that, that he earned um you know along with his teammates and so i it, we'll, you can't replace that um but we'll definitely do our best to prep those guys to step in um into their gifts next up is lisa who says you have to be really happy about the skill position players that you have moving forward talk a little bit about what you expect out of this offense in the years to come yeah, I mean, we return, with the exception of Justin, all those guys, you know, Justin and Jordan Jewell, um, and those guys are great players for us. Um, but the remaining, you know, starting group uh, really comes back, and um, that, that gets me excited. You know, I think uh, for them to be able to gel and work together in the offseason, build that sense of timing and trust that, that it takes to be successful, I, like I, I really think I anticipate a jump in our passing game as as we move into to next season. Um, it took a few games for us to settle in in that in that space, and uh, I think that's an area where we can be. You know, we have a really talented receiving group, um, and unfortunately, early on in the season, you know, teams didn't really get to see them at their at their best because um, we had you know some growing pains up up front and at the Q spot. Um, so I'm excited for that group to grow together. I'm excited for the young defensive backs to push them. You know, our, our spring ball is a great time where those two groups get to really sharpen one another, and we think we have a lot of good players returning in those groups. So it's going to make us better over time because that they'll push each other. So, yeah, it, the future is bright in that group. Um, it might, you know, the Warrior offense may look a little different next year because of, of their gifts, and I'm excited to see it. Next up is Bill, who says, a few weeks ago you were asked about if you thought you could approach the same number of recruits this season that you got for last year. What is the optimal number of players that you would like on your team? Oh, that's tough. Um, I've always felt there's like a sweet spot where you're between like about 100 and 110. That sounds like a lot, but when you think about a four-year group, a four-year class growing together, um, I think that's your sweet spot where you're competitive at every position, right? So there's you can't settle because you have guys around you that are working. Um, you have the depth to practice in the way that you need to. You, you have to be able to platoon practice. And what I mean by that is your your off your starting offense and your starting defense work at the same time with, with scout teams or prep teams. Um, to maximize your time and your reps, you need to do it that way. Um, so those things are key, but I also think – on, on the flip side, when you think about an individual player, how important it is to still get individual coaching, a lot of repetitions, and to feel like, you know what, like I, I'm a valuable part of this, and I also I have a shot to, to get there if I keep working. If, if I keep working, coach is going to see, and he's going to give me that chance to get on the field. That number is, is the key, I think, to allowing you to do that. Any less, and now you stunt your growth anymore and you start to hurt the individual experience of, of the athlete so 
Excellent. Next up, we have Hank, who says, the Packers had a huge victory over the Cowboys. Do you see them being able to use this as a momentum builder toward the playoffs? Uh, I mean, it's definitely being talked of like that. If you're listening to any sort of sports radio and stuff in, in Wisconsin, they're going crazy over the win. Uh, it was fun to see. It was fun to see them, see them, you know, have success against the Cowboys. I remember as a little kid watching the Cowboys take it to the Packers every year. So it's fun to see them um, do well. Honestly, what I think it shows is is the margin between victory and defeat is so small. And the and and the further you go in in football, right, when you go from that high school to college, college to pro, like the margins get smaller and smaller. I'll never forget. I worked with a guy that played in the NFL for years, and he always used to say, when when you're in high school, you look at a game, and, and you'll say, you know what, like eight to ten plays really made the difference because the consistency of play from the players um, is less, right? They're just still learning. They're growing. He said when he got to college, he noticed it was like usually five to seven. You know, it was it was fewer because everyone kind of knew their job and was more disciplined and at more skill level. And he said when you get to the pros, he's like, you can look back and you say, like, it's like three to four plays. That's it. Like everybody's doing their job so well. So it's like the three to four busts in a play are really the difference between winning and losing the NFL. And, and, and you see that week after week, um, the parody, you know, and where a team like the, the, the Packers three and six can beat, you know, a, a six and one Cowboy team. So yeah, it's, it's been, uh, been cool to see. And, you know, as a Packer fan, hoping they, they get on a roll. You know, I, I wonder based on what you're saying, do you kind of feel that same way about the knack? Because, a few years ago, I think we were talking about Benedictine, Lakeland, and Aurora as the teams that were just kind of expected to win all the time. St. Norbert comes in. They're really good. You guys are on the rise. Concordia, Wisconsin is really good now. It looks like this entire conference has improved greatly. I, I agree. I, the, the, we, we've talked about it with a few of the other coaches in the league. I feel like the, the floor of our league has risen, if that makes any sense. So those teams that were struggling early on have, have gotten deeper, have gotten better and more competitive. And, and now you see a Concordia Chicago beat a Benedictine team. Or, you know, I mean, you see these, what many would say are an upset, that they happen more frequently now. Um, and it it makes everybody better. You know, if you are if you were a guy that, you know, I look at like an Aurora team, for example, or, um, who's been at the top of the league with like, They've got to continue to improve to, to maintain that position, and, and so our whole league gets better because of it. And, uh, it's exciting. It makes every week a test, a, a tough challenge. Um, also gets me excited to see kind of what, what our league does in postseason play now. Like we've got Concordia representing the league in a bowl game, um, Aurora in, in the playoffs against Whitewater, and I know they'll go into that game you know, as an underdog, and I, and I say that in quotes. I, I really think you're going to see a competitive football game um, with – with Aurora and Whitewater, I'm excited to see them compete and do do what I think they're capable of doing. So, yeah, I would agree. It's very much like that in the neck. Aaron says, if I remember correctly, you used to have great conversations with Coach Bruton when you were in Lakeland talking about historical events and top five lists. Do you still do that with your coaching staff here at Wisconsin Lutheran? Uh, we, we, we do have some great conversation. We'll, we'll bring up some history or some different stuff. I don't know if we do nearly as many top fives as, as I did when I was at Lakeland. That was definitely a me and coach Bruden and, and coach Wellman thing. Um, so yeah, not, not as many lists, although I'll give credit to my, one of my GAs coach, um, coach Wolf. He, he's, he loves to debate. 
he loves to debate. And so he's got this thing where you do the, it's like a pyramid. And so they'll say like, all right, best fast food restaurants. And we make a pyramid. So it's, it's kind of a, a different style list, but we'll definitely have that going around in the office and keeps it fun. You know, you work so hard and, and so long with one another. Like it's important to take those little times to just enjoy each other's company and, and, and build that sense of a family. So yeah, we, we do that a little bit. Nikki would like to know, she says, you always seem like you were doing something, like you always have to coach or prepare for games or do recruiting. Are you ever bored, and what do you do when you are? Uh, I don't give a lot of time for boredom. So <laughs> I, I, I do, my mom always used to like, tease me about it. She's like, you never sit still. Um, I, I, don't, I don't do that very well. Um, so what, what I'll say is, if I'm not doing football stuff, uh, my wife and I, we, we've been very blessed to, to do some ministry work in, in the area. That's been something we've really devoted a lot of our time to. Obviously, you know, being at our kids, um, different events, sporting events and music events, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't get a ton, a ton of time to, to chill. And if I did, I think it, it would drive everyone in my family nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Coach, I'm sorry to throw you in the middle of this controversy here, but uh, a person who identifies himself as troubled guy would like to know, my girlfriend doesn't like turkey in this Thanksgiving time. Is she a keeper or should I get rid of her? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have a hot take here. Okay, I have a hot take. This may not go well with anyone listening. I think turkey is overrated. I'm just going to oh, say that. I I, while I, I respect your tradition, I don't mind a bad turkey. You know, I know Coach Norwood, one of our guys, he do, he actually deep fries turkeys for a bunch of people, and, and it, it's good stuff. But I would also say, like, if turkey's so good, why why don't we eat it more often the rest of the year? So I, I would say she's a keeper as long as she, she's got something she believes in, she really likes. Um, and one of my favorite Thanksgiving meals was, was actually not traditional Thanksgiving food. My, my mother-in-law, she made traditional thanksgiving food and then she made um some some different mexican dishes and she's like which one would you like and i was like you, you don't have to ask me twice i, I will definitely have the, the mexican dishes and they were amazing so that was one of my favorite thanksgivings to be honest jill would like to know at thanksgiving time what are you thankful for well you know i'm, I'm definitely thankful for for um for family um you know i've just got you know, amazing parents, my brother, my, my wife, my kids, just feel very fortunate to have such a good circle. Um, we don't get to see each other as often as we did when I was younger, but um, I'm thankful for them and and the time that we do have together. I'm thankful for, for friendships. Um, you know, I've got some incredible friends that have really, especially the last few years, God has really brought some some special people into, into my life, into my wife's life. Um, that, that we feel like, you know, aren't just friends, but they're, they're brothers and sisters in Christ. They push us, encourage us. We pray together. We laugh together. Um, we do ministry together. So I'm thankful for those communities. Uh, I'm thankful for this place, Wisconsin Lutheran, um, you know, for what they've done for me in my life and literally bringing me to God, um, what they're still doing for these students and for giving me an opportunity to help, you know, co-labor, co to work with them um, to do those things. So, there's so much. I, I mean, we could go on and on. I, I'm, I'm very thankful. And our words of wisdom for this week. Uh, words of wisdom are going to be short but sweet, and I know that's that's hard to imagine for me. But um, 
I, I'll say this at the end uh, we, on Monday. We, you know, we reflected on the season. Um, we, we we talked through the highs, the lows, the progress that we're making, all these different things. Um, but the one message I wanted our guys to to take away, if I if I never got to coach them again, I wanted to remind them just how much God loves them, how much God is seeking after them. And, and for anyone listening, that's the same. The same is true for you. Like, there's nothing that we can do to earn God's love. It's given freely. Um, we just need to receive it. And when you do, it's a freeing experience. Um, you, you realize, like, a lot of the things that you worry about in life, um, they're, they're, they're very trivial. And, and really, what matters most is is how we love one another, how we reflect the love that God has for us um, to other people in our life. And it's it's just a, a paradigm shift. You see the world different once you do that and so um whoever's listening um my encouragement to you is is really receive what god has done for you on the forgiveness that he's given you the love that he has for you and the new life he wants you to live uh and and do it with joy fantastic coach chesky thanks for joining us this week thank you so much i really appreciate it rob